0: You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 34, Is Your Child's Behavior Normal? This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hello, mama, and welcome to the show. Happy April. Spring is in the air. Although you really can't tell here in Florida because we don't have seasons. I will say that the weather has been quite beautiful, though. It's been a little cooler than usual, sunny, breezy, Really, really beautiful. And my older daughter just got back from her class trip to Washington, DC, where I went to college. And she saw the cherry blossoms in bloom. And that is such a treat because they only bloom for like a week or two. So she was there at the exact right time to see them. Anyway, I want to talk today about child development and quote normal behavior. Because when Marissa came home from Washington, and she was away for four days, she kind of had a meltdown the night she came home and was saying things like, I don't want to be here. I want to go back to Washington with my friends and other comments like that. And I know that some parents would have felt offended, would have taken it personally that, you know, here's your child. She's just been away for four days and you've been missing her like crazy and wanting to reconnect with her. But instead of being excited to be back home with you, She's wishing she was back there with her friends and not with you. And so when you're feeling offended, you're going to yell, argue, lecture, etc. And that's going to have the exact opposite result that you're striving for. It's going to result in disconnection, not reconnection. Right? Right. But because I know that this is totally normal behavior, given the circumstances and her age and what I know about child development and transitions like these, I didn't take it personally at all. I was able to, like I talked about in last week's episode, I was able to validate her experience and just say, I'm sure you do want to be back in D.C. with your friends. I'm so happy that you had such an amazing time. So I want to remind you about the self-coaching model here and show you how this plays out. If you're not familiar with the self-coaching model or you're new to the podcast, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to episode six. It's called Your Solution to Any Problem, and I'll link to it in today's show notes. The circumstance here was Marissa saying, I wish I was back in D.C. with my friends. If my thought about it had been, I can't believe she's saying that, she's not happy to be back home, she doesn't love me, I would have felt offended or hurt, okay? So it's important to remember here, it's not what she said that would cause me to feel hurt, it's my thought about what she said. And all of my thoughts are completely optional. My actual thoughts were something to the effect of, nothing's gone wrong, She's feeling a sense of loss about the trip ending. She got a taste of independence, and now she's back at home where she has to follow the rules. And that's not easy for a 13-year-old. Those thoughts led me to feel the love, the compassion, and the empathy that caused me to respond in the way that I did. So I think that having a basic understanding of child development is super important as a parent. I've worked with some moms who don't understand it, and they get so frustrated by their kids' behavior. They think that kids are basically mini-adults, and they assume that there must be something very, very wrong when their child doesn't meet their expectations. There are different phases or stages of development that the typical child goes through, Each stage requires that the child become skilled at certain tasks in order to grow before moving on to the next. Parents tend to focus on the physical and intellectual milestones like walking, talking, reading, and writing, but they don't always pay attention to their child's social, emotional, and moral milestones like distinguishing between reality and fantasy, learning how to express their feelings knowing the difference between right and wrong. And for some reason, we believe, we hope, and expect our kids to mature in these areas much faster than nature intends. If you've ever heard someone say, it's a toddler's job to test your limits, it's true. Developmentally, saying no helps toddlers learn about themselves and their relationships and begin to develop a sense of independence. Children at every stage have their own jobs to do. I want to remind you of something I mentioned in last week's episode, which is that the brain isn't fully formed until the mid-20s. The only part of a child's brain that's fully formed at birth is the brain's stem. That's the part of the brain that controls basic body functions like breathing, swallowing, heart rate, and wake and sleep cycles. The rest of the brain that controls learning, Reasoning, memory, speech, emotional regulation, motor skills, and balance, those slowly and gradually develop over time. When there's little knowledge or awareness of this information, parents tend to overreact to behavior that's common. They take things personally, they punish behavior that's developmentally appropriate, or they worry that something's wrong. On the other hand, when parents don't have this information, They might minimize or ignore signs of behavior that do require their attention. So, by having a basic understanding of child development, you can better support your child during each stage. I want to talk today about some of the tasks related to each age from toddlers to teens and strategies for effectively parenting through them. And the reason I'm starting with toddlerhood and not infancy is that my clients tend to come to me when their kids are toddlers. I always tell people, When your kids start talking, they'll start talking back. So that's when you want to call me. (laughs) Because prior to that, you mean you're tired, you're worn out, but you don't typically start yelling and having emotional reactions towards your kids till they start exerting their independence and getting into power struggles. I also want to mention a disclaimer. Research and data on developmental stages only tells us what's considered average, but every child is unique and will most likely develop normally at his or her own pace. So don't automatically assume there's a problem if your child hasn't met some of these tasks. Sooner isn't always better. Remember in the episode about growth mindset, I mentioned that Albert Einstein didn't talk until he was almost four. And development doesn't always happen uniformly across the board. For example. Your daughter may play tennis like a pro and do extremely well in school, but still cling to you whenever you try to leave the house. All that to say, there's a wide range of normal. But if you do suspect a severe lag in an area of development, please consult with your pediatrician sooner rather than later. Okay, so toddlerhood starts at about 18 months and lasts through age three. And I love every stage of development, by the way. I truly do. I love the teens. I love them all. Toddlers are very curious. They need to explore the world and discover who they are in relation to others. During this stage, they quickly develop their communication skills, their memory starts to develop, and they learn the basics of self-control. They also want to do everything by themselves to become more independent. Most parents find toddlers challenging because they're constantly engaged in power struggles. So here's a secret. Give them some power and you won't have as many power struggles. Give them the freedom to explore safely and do things on their own that are age appropriate so they can develop a sense of autonomy. Avoid the temptation to do things for them just because it's easier or more convenient for you. At the same time, be careful not to push them to do things that. They may not be ready for. right? If your child consistently resists doing something, that's a clue that your expectation may be unrealistic. Provide two to three choices whenever possible so that they can feel capable and in control of some aspects of their lives. Toddlers aren't usually ready to share, accept rules, or take turns, so don't expect them to at this age. Because toddlers don't have the language skills they need to express themselves yet, They can become frustrated very easily, especially when they're tired, hungry, or overstimulated. Tantrums are considered normal and even healthy for this age and are not displays of intentional disrespect. Keep validating their emotions while remaining firm in your limits. Teach them ways to express themselves through role play and by modeling the kind of behavior you want them to demonstrate. Preschoolers, ages three to five, have very active imaginations and insatiable curiosities. They like to know the why about everything. They're not deliberately trying to annoy or anger you by asking you a million questions. It's their job. I sometimes like to ask them back, well, what do you think? They're learning how to distinguish between fantasy and reality. So use playtime to connect with them and give them in fantasy what they can't have in reality. For example, your child really wants to go to the park, but it's raining. So, you know, normally they would have a meltdown and they would get really upset, but get out a picnic blanket, put it on the floor in the living room, and have a pretend picnic in the park. Toddlers also love imitating adults, so let them pretend to be the parent, the teacher, or the doctor, and you be the child. You can really ham it up and then watch how they handle it. Kids this age can be bossy and demanding one minute and whiny the next. Don't be surprised when they flip between wanting to be independent, I do it, and wanting to be dependent, you do it. Just because they can go upstairs by themselves or they have gone upstairs by themselves doesn't mean that they will go upstairs by themselves every time. Nightmares are common during this stage and kids may develop fears of the dark, strangers, and animals. Don't ridicule them or force them to confront their fears. Just give them a nightlight, maybe some magic spray to keep them safe. During this stage, you can also introduce responsibility and age-appropriate tasks, such as putting their clothes away, getting the mail, or feeding the family pet. Moving on to school age children, ages 6 to 9, their main tasks are to develop a sense of accomplishment and to learn and apply new skills, Physically, they're full of energy, but maybe a little bit clumsy and uncoordinated. Friendships are unstable during this stage as they're figuring out how to make and keep their friends. Tantrums can reappear at this age because kids feel insecure about becoming more independent. At around age seven, their thinking becomes less egocentric, which means they can start to see more than just their own point of view. Kids this age are very concerned with rules and fairness. As a result, they tattletale a lot. Johnny didn't wash his hands after he went to the bathroom. Molly had two cookies and I only had one. They can become highly competitive and have difficulty admitting mistakes. If you provide opportunities for them to compete in sports or other activities, help them see that losing is a part of playing and focus more on their effort, improvement, and enjoyment of the activity over winning and performance. School-age kids are sensitive to criticism and blame and may find it difficult to accept responsibility. You can help by taking responsibility for your own actions as well as regarding mistakes as opportunities to learn rather than as personal failures. Moving on to tweens. Tweens, kids 10 to 12, experience many changes in a short period of time. Their bodies enter puberty and they're adjusting to middle school where they have an increased amount of schoolwork and being socially in is everyone's top concern. They're also a main target for marketers, which means that they're being introduced to violence, sex, drugs and other negative influences through the media. It's critical to have ongoing conversations with tweens about these topics and teach them how and why to be safe and responsible when using technology. It's also a good idea to monitor their overall media use and enable parental controls whenever possible. Now, you can talk to your tweens and teens till you're blue in the face, and I encourage you to do so. But because their brains aren't fully developed, they're still going to make impulsive decisions that may result in negative consequences. And the reason I'm telling you this is that when, not if, your kids mess up, you can be there as a support to help them through it rather than someone who gets angry, shames them for their mistakes, and punishes them harshly. And I was thinking about this. There are actually some mistakes I want my kids to make now when the stakes aren't as high as they'll be later on when they're older. For example, I want my kids to experience what it's like to spend their money on something frivolous and regret their decision. Better to have that experience now with a $20 item than when they're older and they blow their money on a $20,000 item. So when that happens, I can hold a non-judgmental space for them to come to me for support and guidance. During this time of transitioning from a child to a teenager, tweens often shift between being friendly and hostile. They resent being told what to do and can be dramatic. They also become more self-conscious as their peers take on more importance. They may try to project their feelings of inadequacy onto you by criticizing you, your style of dress, or your taste in music. And I want to offer you this. You can decide right now what you want to think and feel when this happens. You can decide to think, of course she's criticizing me. She feels embarrassed or inadequate because of a thought she's thinking. This has nothing to do with me. This is a normal part of her stage of development. So if you think these thoughts, you can feel confident rather than hurt. Your confidence will drive you to respond calmly and non-defensively and avoid a power struggle. Okay, so everyone knows that the stage of adolescence can be challenging. Teens struggle with issues around dependence and independence as they establish their own identities. They experiment with different peer groups, explore issues of sexuality, and start to identify their own values and interests. While people often describe teenagers as moody, impulsive, or self-centered, they can also be really creative, energetic, and engaging. Their desires to believe in something and to belong to a group become really important at this age. You can encourage your teens to join religious or community groups that provide opportunities for leadership and serve as a transition between dependence on family and independence as adults. As teens separate from their parents and establish their own identities, peer groups become their central source of support. And although it's difficult to experience a child emotionally pulling away from you, the best way to stay connected during this stage is to gradually allow them to make more decisions while providing consistent support and encouragement. Once they feel more independent and self assured, usually in late adolescence or early adulthood, They become less dependent on their peers and are likely to reconnect with you. Okay, I've given you a very, very brief overview of some of the things to expect throughout the stages of development. There's a ton of information out there. But the best way to really know your kids and what's considered normal is to spend time with them. Talk to them. Know who they are. Know your child and set your expectations based on who he is, not who you want him to be. Keep your focus on what your child is doing rather than on what you wish he were doing or what other kids his age are doing and avoid comparing him to his siblings and let go of trying to fit him into a particular mold. While we definitely influence our kids' behavior, they ultimately develop at their own pace and have free will to do what they want to do. The only thing we have control over is how we think, feel, and behave One of my favorite thoughts to think when it comes to my kids' development is everything happens right on time. Speaking of time, when was the last time you took 30 minutes just for you to talk with someone about your goals and dreams for your future? A mini session with me is totally free and it's a conversation about where you are now in your life and where you want to go and how I might be able to help you get there. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to grab your spot on my calendar and give yourself the gift of that 30 minutes focused just on you. I can't wait to speak with you. All right, Mama, have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you like this episode, Please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe, too, so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.